Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We have a lot of show today, let me say that first. Obviously, it's going to be a great show with all the technical issues we've had in the first six minutes of the program. Uh, we have our dear brother, Jackson White, who is co-founder and editor-in-chief of Politiscope, TYT Rebel, HQ creator and host, YouTube channel, Politics and Paper. Fascinating individual, always an amazing breakdown. Top story of the day, many who are running for president decided to talk about the most important dynamic associated with independence, such as Senator Tim Scott. He wanted to talk about his socks. Here it is. All right, Uncle Timmy, we just finished the parade. Yes, sir. The biggest question is, what socks do you have on today? Oh, man, what a good question. Good question for 4th of July because I have some very patriotic socks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're coming, we're coming, we're coming. We're going to flip it over here for you so you can see it. I'm not saying anything else other than this. If Herschel Walker and Tim Scott were in the same school district, they would have been in the same class. I'm leaving it there. Okay, let's go ahead and do it. That was his nephew who he made do that video with him. <laughs> Republican presidential candidate, Senator Tim Scott decided to celebrate the big July 4th announcement on Tuesday about the patriotic socks he was wearing for the holiday. It's only fitting, he says, that I break out my most patriotic pair of socks today, wrote Scott on a Twitter post. In a video, in a video attached to the post, Scott's nephew, Ben Scott, said, all right, Uncle Timmy, we just found, we just finished the parade. The biggest question is, what socks do you have on today? Very important issues, right? So here's how the former president of the United States currently running for president. Here's how he started his 4th of July celebration. Let's put it up with a meme that says, F Biden. Former President Donald Trump decided to do his first official former presidential act by going after the current president. The 77 year old former president shared a meme on Truth Social featuring an F Biden flag. Meanwhile, the people who make ice cream, Ben and Jerry, what did they do? The United States was founded on stolen land, stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. 
So this is what they did. Now, you may not agree with the sentiment, but it's truth. They sacrificed a lot by making this comment very public. And keep in mind, they're actually saying something that has to do with the United States of America. Agree or disagree, it does connect back at least to the, I don't know, spirit of the holiday. Okay, this is madness. We have two people running for president who are saying, look at my socks. The other one is saying, F the current president and the guys who founded a company making ice cream, two remarkable gentlemen, they're actually saying things that you know, we need to think about and do. Jackson thoughts. You know, Tim Scott is one of the biggest tools I've ever seen in my life. And you know, when you really sit him down and question him, he can't deviate from his incredibly simple talking points, which really just reflect how simple and ineffective and old and tired the Republican approach approach really is and has been. You know, whether it's racism and systemic racism doesn't exist in this country because I, a singular black man, made it out relatively well. Or things like, you know, we shouldn't forgive student loan debt simply because, you know, it'll just accrue all over again. Or things like we shouldn't have universal health care because there's wait times. Those are issues to address, not reasons why things should not occur. And so, you know, Tim Scott is just a bigger, broader reflection of how comically simple the Republican and conservative approach is in this country. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy had on the cat in the hat socks, so I guess he had some patriotism and some spirit, so you gotta give that to him. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, we shall not follow up on that story. There's a woman who says her child had the tip of their finger missing while in daycare. Let's put up the picture full mass. Naturally, she wants answers, and so do we. Cyprus, Texas mother, Danielle Hurt, has condemned her daughter's daycare after she was given 15-month-old Madeline's fingertip when picking her up on June 2nd. Keep up the picture. You heard exactly what I said. When she picked up the child, a worker handed her the finger tip of the child. Her told ABC 13 Eyewitness News after young daughter is now facing a lifelong deformity after a teacher at Early Learning Center let a door swing shut on the child's hand. There's more. Per ABC 13, Child Protective Services says it's investigating the incident. And the Cypress Fairbanks School District said it self-reported the incident to the state, though the report is not publicly listed. Hurt has accused the district of failing to take the injury seriously. Hurt saw the surveillance video and says it showed her toddler walking in from the outside playground. A teacher, she says, wasn't paying attention and allowed the door to close while Madeline's finger was in the doorway. Ms. Hurt believes the daycare acted negligently twice. First, she says, by allowing the door to shed on her daughter and then by not promptly calling 911 to try to reattach the finger sooner. Instead, 
She says they called her to come pick up the child. She also told ABC 13 and I quote, and then they said, "Oh, we need to give you her finger. And I was like, what? I wasn't aware that an actual good portion of her finger was in a plastic bag until I got ready to go. They did not let me know that up front. Let's put it up. ER doctors at Texas Children's Hospital were able to reattach the finger, but sadly, Hurt says it will likely fall off. Hurt is looking into pressing charges for negligence and wants the teacher and daycare director terminated for the permanent injury to her daughter. The district sent ABC 13 a statement that read in part, immediately after the accident occurred, the staff administered first aid to the child and called the child's mom, who quickly arrived at the center and voluntarily transported her child to a medical facility. The incident was determined to be an accident. Both the teacher and director remain employed by the district. Let's put up the superintendent. Buck stops with him. Dr. Mark Henry is the superintendent for the Cypress Fairbanks School District. Now, let me say this. Everything that your school district reported, dear sir, is actually exactly what the mother is claiming. No one called 911. Instead, they called her. The child's finger was severed because of an accident, and that accident was due to negligence, according to the mother. Literally, your statement actually provides a basis of confirming the facts of the mother. So I don't see what the problem is here. By coming out and defending the actions as if this is a big nothing burger. Understand the protocol is very simple. If a child's finger is cut off, I'm pretty sure everyone would want whoever is in charge of their child to call 911 to make sure that there is an effective medical remedy. What can mom do other than provide transportation? You see, a paramedic can provide a little bit more. For example, how to preserve the actual limb that has been cut off. How to ensure that they utilize their emergency capabilities to get to the hospital faster. And to fast track the process of making sure this limb is reattached timely so that it doesn't fall off as it is likely to do now, according to the mother. Violation of one protocol, in my opinion, is confirmed by the violation of the second protocol. You have some irresponsible people looking after children. That's just my feeling. Jackson, thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being in a situation like that and not immediately calling 911, given the fact that if you don't have the tools to sew the finger on yourself, you're not a doctor. And then casually handing it back to the parent as if you know that that makes anything good or, or better or what have you. It's really just a, an extreme and unacceptable situation. Um, but also, I think that this is another good opportunity to look at the fact that uh, our private day, uh, daycare center, early childhood education, how expensive it is, isn't necessarily working better than a lot of the proposals that we have on the table to make it universally funded so people can have better access um, to care that could be you know, maybe uh, better managed or there could be more efficient oversight in some type of way. 
because obviously this isn't better, while this may be an extreme example, um, you know, just yet another example of how uh, we need to do a little bit more for the working class, if not a lot more for the working class in this country. We will follow this story, bring updates as they come. I do believe the mother is going to push this to the next level as she should. All right, they got him, they finally caught him. The white male who brutally attacked a black male food truck owner has been apprehended. We have covered this from day one. Let me remind you of the video, here it is. Let's put up the picture. You're looking at Mr. Daniel Thomas Warren, a criminal, a thug, was booked into the county jail on second degree assault. He was at large for a few days. How was he caught? He was caught walking. PPB said on Sunday at about 7.30 a.m. Two officers were assisting Portland Fire and Rescue with traffic control on Southeast Division Street when they saw Daniel Thomas Warren simply walking by as if he was not one of the most wanted men in the country. They stopped and arrested him. Warren was named a suspect on Thursday. Police received numerous tips, but none of those tips led them to Warren. PPB said it is grateful to the community members who watched for him and submitted tips. Now let me remind you of the damage he did to this food truck owner. That's hard to watch, that's hard to see. But as I've said before, it was harder for him to endure. Warren had caused injuries to Mr. Darrell Preston, including facial injuries, facial fractures, Swollen and bloodshed eye, busted lips and broken nose. As a matter of fact, he was so injured that when first responders arrived to the scene, they actually thought he was a pedestrian hit by a fast moving vehicle. That's how mangled he was. There's more. Press's attorney, Montgomery, sent Fox 12 a statement on Sunday saying, and I quote, the Preston family is relieved the attacker has been taken into custody. She said Laurel's chicken shack will be open Sunday and Preston will return to work for the first time since the assault. To everyone who's in that area, I highly encourage you to frequent the establishment. Let him feel the positive energy, the direct love. When a person has experienced this level of aggression, and hate, it takes something away from them. It takes something away from their vitality, their zeal for life, but love can restore it. So I'm asking for those who may be anywhere near that area or can go there on Sunday, please do frequent the establishment 
and let him feel the love that actually exists in this world. All right, Jackson, thoughts on this case? Yeah, I mean, 100% uh, definitely share the love if you can, because you're right, being, you know, undergoing this type of violence or anything that this that's this level of traumatic uh, never really leaves you, no matter how much you, you know, are able to deal with it or address it. it it's always something that's there. Um, so, but also, this man is obviously too dangerous to be free in the streets. If, if you're willing to go that hard on somebody, then you really can't function in society. And this is who prison is for. These types of people right here is specifically who prison is for, and who and, and who we should keep the prisons open for. Um, you know, because if you can't, I mean, you can't keep your hands to yourself to that degree. What really can you do in society? So definitely good that he was caught and um, yeah, definitely you know, share the love as much as you can. There you go, well said. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me go to some of these amazing comments. Scott Smith, if you're going on about how patriotic you are, I don't think you're very patriotic. <laughs> That's there you go. Uh, Night Eater, made in China. See Michael Henson, thank you, see Michael. Them socks look like the Missouri State flag. I, I know what you mean. The Fish Dancer, welcome to Indisputable, thank you so much. And uh, all right, this is Scoitolo56. I apologize if I got that all wrong. Uh, doctor, I sent you an email today about my two arrests in Portland. I was pretty beat up, let me know if you need information. Sorry that happened to you. Uh, do me a favor, make sure you submit it to indisputable at tyt.com. Indisputable at tyt.com. That is the official avenue for us to get story tips, okay? Provide as much information as you can from narrative to videos to paperwork, documentation um, up front, all right? And one of our producers will be back in touch with you. Remember, we are a small team with a big heart, okay? So give us some time. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? I feel free. Back off! I'm going to tell there's an African-American man threatening my life. What did you say? I said come back to Mexico with the country. Okay, just because my son was looking at you? Please hit don't. Don't stare at me, bitch. You just pushed me. Good. Because my son looked at you, you're going to tell me to no, go back to he's Mexico? he's staring at me. So hurt You can he talk to me. That's fine. Let her be. I'm going to teach my son not to be like that. That's what I'm going to do. It's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. Don't worry. It's he's fine. I'm teaching him to stand up for himself and not take that like that. It's fine. Just because my son looked at him, she got mad. So. No. It's I'm just gonna teach my son not to be like that yeah. and to stand up for himself. Put up the picture full mass. I am highly offended that you would wear a Tupac all eyes on me shirt while acting in such a manner. Madam, sir, Tupac is disappointed. Let's be very clear, the way this mother handled it was quite appropriate. Teach a lesson, not engage 
in the aggressive behavior, trying to be respectful at the same time. And others who witnessed this, they were quite, well, I thought appropriate as well. The lesson of standing up for yourself does not necessarily come with having to be violent, aggressive. And I thought it was really ironic, Jackson, that the person is saying, you know, you can go back to Mexico because you you are looking at me or stared at me. Literally, that's a right you have in America is to look at somebody. Maybe to look at them longer than, you know, a glance. It's a right you have. So they're in the right country. And anytime someone says go back to a particular nation, it's always rooted in this element of racism that says I am supposed to be here, I mean you are not. I am rightfully here, you are just my visitor. So I can tell you to get out when I choose. All of that is contrary to the sentiment of what we say this nation stands for. All right, Jackson, what was your thought? Well, I mean, she mad because he was looking at it, but that's what her shirt telling everybody to do. You know what I'm saying? Her shirt, her <laughs> shirt like telling everybody to look at it. So what you mad about? And she had her pants sagging and everything. She was ready. She was and she she looked like she would could have been Hispanic herself. But she she may have been one of them ones that's like, I'm supposed to be here, not you. I don't know what was going on with that. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and mental health issues uh, is, is perhaps, and I, I got plenty of them, so I know I know it when I see it. <laughs> you feel me? But yeah, she was definitely in the wrong, and um, she looked maybe like she came to a little bit and then walked away. But uh, yeah, yeah no, she was tripping. Well, I mean, it looked like she committed at least simple battery by going up and providing an unwanted physical contact with another human being. Uh, and it's a child who was looking at Right, who cares? Child, right? Children that make me stand. smile. That exactly. make me smile like, hey, what's going on? You don't even know what it's like out here yet. Hold on. Right. <laughs> Hard lesson to learn so early. All right, that's something for you. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're I feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Mira, they're all about to come with the internet. You're about to light this up, so I know what's You're about to become famous. Oh, you're a bitch. Get out of here. You do that again. You do it again. How old are you? Oh, how old are you? Why do you leave garbage in the in the street? I don't leave garbage in the street. Yes, you do. We don't. Yes, you do. You said the stupid raccoon drag it out well then why when it's on the street do you not go and clean it up we do no you don't because you wake up it at three four o'clock up, in the morning yeah, it ends, ends up in we my seen yard we've seen her oh. we've seen you in the camera no. coming down yeah yeah you're a psychopath yeah well well okay. yeah okay okay Watch out. Watch out, no, lady. i'm not moving i'm sitting in the car. joe simplemente llaman a la policia you call them they're not hey coming. you kick me if you I kick me, no, 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 déjalo, déjalo, déjalo. Déjala, pendeja esa. They won't come anyway if you call them. No, okay, we're not gonna call. Out. We're not gonna call because of fireworks. You're we're gonna call because of stupid lady. You're getting too close to me. Right here too close to me. Well, you're getting, well, you're too, getting close too close to, to us. I'm in the street. <laughs> you're getting close to. Déjala que se acerque a nosotros. Watch out, you're getting too close to me, lady. Dude, you're getting hey, too close Helen, to you're me. Hey, Helen, you're missing camera. What are you doing? I am trying to not have my house blown up. 
You don't touch if you, him. You're touching him. <laughs> I have more. Here it is. Now it's on Stand video. Right we can call here. the police. I all right. Don't care. So we can resolve yeah. this right now. Okay, let's call we can the police. Right now. You can yeah, go we can house. call the police. Yeah. We're yeah. waiting for the. Is your wife in the house? And we can show them. Where's your wife? She's in the, the house. The police would be really interested right. in in talking to your wife. No, no, they yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, I think they'd be interested in seeing you push people. You guys, okay? all I said. Why are you bringing his wife over here? What's wrong with you? We're just the three of us. No, she's a psychopath. I'm telling you, she'd be watching everyone. You are a psychopath. Real psychopath. Yes. You know how many people complain about you? You're you're crazy. Your house is like over there. We're closer to our house over here. I don't know what you're doing here. You're too close. Stand right here. Stand right here. Way too close. Stand right here. You're out over there. Okay. The street is a public street. Exactly. So he he can actually do it in the middle of there. Wait a minute. She actually said something that's true. The street is a public street. I got more video, here it is. Not if a person in the cul-de-sac does not want you doing that near Where is house. the word does it say? Tell me, show me the rules right now. You know what? That is called being a nice person. But you guys wouldn't know you're anything about a, that. You're not a nice person yeah. either. Oh, really? You're oh, the one throwing trash oh, on the top of my car. really too bad. Oh, I'm so no, sorry That's how you sound. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh-huh, you get out of here, stupid people. Really? Stop doing, doing that. Doing what? Stop lighting those. <laughs> Out. You're, too close to me. You're too close to me. Watch out. Anyways, he's doing it really You're close to our house. You're touching me right now. You got your ass right in me. Ooh, you're going to get hurt. Hey, lady, watch out. Then we got watch out. You're going to get you burned. It almost blew up on your face. You're you crazy. Just cross me once again. Too I don't give a who you are. Too bad. I slept it. That's you. Really? No, really? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get that on film? Yeah, but I got I'm what you so did. Glad. You were trying to push I'm him so into the fireworks. Yeah. I got that. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. I think we have found the original Karen. Now, legend has it if you can turn the original Karen away from Karenicity, all Karens that have come after her will automatically evaporate at once. <laughs> like like Blade from Blade Trinity right, when right. they kill dude at the end, all the vampires, they just disappeared. Exactly, exactly. Right. That but was they, my they, logic actually, yeah. Uh, oh, that's where it came from. See, that's we exactly go. where the folk legend we, came we, from. We the same type of nerd, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We, we are the same type of stuff, exactly. Okay. I, I mean, what like a just giant four year old, you know what I mean? And she reminds me of this uh, old woman, uh, bless her soul, named Mrs. Gert when I was growing up. And we used to just be playing, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. We would just play younger than that, just playing outside. She used to call the police on us in like the middle of the afternoon because we was making too much noise. And you look at her windows and you'd see her peeking through the blinds. <laughs> That's what she reminded me of. But um, this woman definitely, yeah, she's a little crazy, but she kind of strikes me just more on an objective note as someone who really doesn't have anybody in her life uh, that's very close to her. And she's, you know, year after year after year that, uh, that that's kind of what it strikes me as. Is she's very, very isolated. I could be totally wrong. She may just be out of her mind. I don't know, but uh, that, that was pretty entertaining, uh, if nothing yeah. else. Or she could just be the original Karen. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, no right. reason. Let's put up the picture for a mass here. Oh, 
Okay, all right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Always good to be with you. Okay, let me read some of the comments. Cheesecake Brownie, maybe the t-shirt is what the son was looking at. You don't wanna be stared at, don't go on public with the t-shirt. People stare sometimes even without knowing it with that t-shirt. Yeah, all eyes on me, exactly. Lynn, there's always at least one dude when <laughs> with lighted fireworks, what dud, excuse me, with lighted fireworks. Uh, you just gotta be okay with it on the fourth. I mean, damn, you know, it happens. Okay. Uh, Robin's egg says Tupac is rolling in his grave. Yeah. Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, to think about that, uh, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon. Is she a cop giving conflicting instructions? Has she never seen children looking at things? Today, kids learn what a Karen is. Yeah. C. Michael Hinton, thank you again, C. Michael. All eyes on me. Karen acting like she in middle school. Stop looking at me. Hear this mess all the time while teaching. Yep. And let's go to Twitch. Yep. Soul Almighty. Karen shirt says it all. <laughs> Agreed. All right. We have an indisputable exclusive. In Vegas, racial slur hurled at a woman by security, and more happens. Here's the first video. So did you explain to me that I solicited and that it was wrong? Did I get any warnings? All right, did I get any warnings? Because I'm not from here, so how am I supposed to know that I can't do it? Did I get any warnings? Yes, I do. No, no, wait, hold on, hold on, sir. No, 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 you need to leave the property. Did you give me any warnings? Hey, hey, get out my face. Don't touch me. Get out my face. 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 Do not touch me. Please do not touch me. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. I have more video and it is going to boil your blood. This happened in Las Vegas last month before attending the Las Vegas Knights Parade. This is Miss Petaway. All right, Miss Petaway was misgendered intentionally, and then racial slurs were hurled at her. Let's go to the quote. I was called the N-word, Miss Petaway says. He kept calling me a boy or man, even though I kept clarifying I'm a woman. And I was threatened. The second security officer didn't even ask what happened or try to de-escalate the situation. He just walked up screaming at me. Let's take a look at that moment. You, you hit me, I'll you hurt you. What? what you doing? This is your job. I work for myself. You this is your me. job. You hit me. Say me. Watch what you say. Watch you say. Watch you say. This is your job, cuz. Go, go. That this is your job. That way. The road's that Make way. your 18 dollars an hour, bitch. Like, talk about, bro. Bitch. Yeah, you, you a no. bitch. You a bitch. You a bitch. You something what? You just call me a You just call me a Yo, you just call me a Well, you act like one. Get that way. She says, you just called me a N-word. His response, you act like one. Okay, I got some background, foreground. The company Securitas, and this is actually a very popular company. A lot of people utilize their services, the company for which they work. Release a statement regarding the incident, here's a statement. Thank you for contacting Securitas Security Services USA Inc. There was an encounter between a trespasser 
engage in unlawful activity and security. Securitas does not condone the use of inappropriate language or behavior. The matter is under investigation. Let me remind you Securitas, this is not a story about inappropriate language. This is a story about racist language, racism. You see, the reason why it's a difference is because racism provides a different context to the possible motive of their actions. If they would have simply utilized profanity, if they would have simply utilized aggressive talk, like get the hell out of here, leave the effing premises, which is done all the time. This is likely not a story. But when they decided to say the N word, they then provide a possible glimpse into their own bias and gives motive, some would say, for the actions you just saw. So please know this is not a story about inappropriate language. There's more. We also received a statement from Caesars Entertainment, who owns the Link Hotel where this occurred. Quote, the behavior of the security officers shown in the video is inappropriate and unacceptable. Caesars Entertainment does not tolerate offensive language or disrespectful behavior towards its guests or employees. The statement continues. We have taken action to address this unfortunate incident and are working with our third party security contractor to ensure their staff supporting Link Promenade Security. Operations are able to act in accordance with Caesars Entertainment's policies and values moving forward. We deeply regret the behavior Ms. Petaway experienced and have apologized to her for our failure to meet our standards. Put up the security guards in question. Twitter D and Twitter Bell. Securitas officers, Buddy S on the left. And Vincent V on the right. There they go. They're going to be calling me all kinds of N words tonight. Past incidents involving this same security company are a global security firm has agreed to make changes in how it trains its personnel and retains its records under an agreement made with Suffolk County prosecutors after one of his guards allegedly attacked. An 11 year old shoplifter at a Boston store. The agreement involves a June 2019 case in which prosecutors allege Mohammed Khan, then a Securitas security guard at Primark in Boston's downtown crossing, assaulted a child, a minor, who admitted to shoplifting clothing items valued at approximately $175. Another incident. Securitas Security Services USA Inc. violated federal law by subjecting a female employee to a sexually hostile work environment and then discharging her after she complained. The US Equal Opportunity Opportunity Commission, Employment Opportunity Commission charged in a lawsuit filed today. Securitas employs over 260,000 people in 40 countries. Um, what I just read is tip of the iceberg. All right, so initially, 
the security company comes out and instead of saying anything halfway decent or sensitive, instead of apologizing to Ms. Petaway who experienced actual racism, was called the N word by somebody who's on their staff. A video is provided, not simply a complaint in writing, but a video is present. They say, well, a trespasser engaged with our security. We don't like inappropriate language, so we are investigating that part. The company that owns the link comes out and says, Ms. Petaway, we are sorry. We failed our own standards. And we apologize. You see, at least, at least the second statement acknowledged the humanity of Ms. Petaway. Understand this. There are many places, there are many outlets that would not do this story. But see, Ms. Petaway has a voice here. And I know you care about Ms. Petaway because it takes a village to do this correctly. We are the community for those who have been historically marginalized. And I stand by that and with that every single day. So next time you believe, and I'm talking about those who are bad faith actors. Next time you believe that you're going to become racist, adverse against a person who you believe can be marginalized by your words and actions. Just remember, they may be connected to a massive community like this one. All right, Jackson thoughts. Actually, I think I was well, I was on a show with you at one point. It was over a year ago now, but you said something that was very true. I think you said culture is more powerful than policy or, or something yeah. along those lines. And it's very true. Um, culture basically is just how we behave at a macro scale. And you know, when it comes to a company, uh, typically where it starts is who you hire is who you're comfortable with dealing with. And these types of things end up showing through, uh, again, before policy is who's running the company, what type of example is being set, how is the foundation actually being built out. So you really hit the nail right on the head when it comes to that. But um, when it comes to just those two uh, guys, they didn't need to respond like that at all. They could have just sucked it up and just told her to leave and just, you know, and like you pointed out, if they didn't use that word, it really wouldn't have been much of a story because then at least you could have been like, well, I guess they were a bit annoyed that she was getting aggressive and you could have just you know, left it at that. But then pulling that out, it's like, well, firstly, you're on the job and two, y'all look like y'all in y'all 60s at least. So you should know better than to make it that personal uh, when it's really not that big of a deal. How many people are you in front of on a day to day basis? So yeah, it's company culture 100%. There you go. All right, we will bring you updates to that exclusive as they come. Okay, will you believe it? A white historian, a white female author says, you know, if I was black, I would be even more successful. I wish I could go back and be a black person. Put up the picture for a man. Okay, this is going to be interesting. <sighs> Miss Banner. A woman's history professor at the University of Southern California claimed her professional life would have been easier if she was simply a black person. This incident occurred on June 30th, 
at the Berkshire Conference of Women's History at an event Miss Banner co-founded in 1973. According to doctoral student and attendee Stephanie Narrow, let's put it up. She says, well, the Burks plenary just took a turn. A white senior scholar at the 50th anniversary, very publicly and unapologetically said that she wished she was black. So her professional career, her professional life would be easier. Next quote. The individual, Stephanie, wrote again, she was immediately called out for her blatantly racist remarks and refused to apologize, let alone listen to the reason why her remarks were horrifying wrong. You won't change my mind. I'm 84 years old. End quote. Uh, let's put it up. Banner's speech followed Rutgers professor Deborah Gray White and the challenges she faced attaining her current position as a black woman in academia. Keep up her picture, because I want you to understand the context here. You have a white female scholar who is literally responding directly to another scholar who happens to be a black woman. And this black woman is talking about some of the ills, the societal ills, the barriers she faced being a black woman in academia. And instead of either A, understanding that is the truth and experience of this fellow scholar, or B, shedding the hell up if you don't agree, she decided to make her statement public. News One contributor Zach Lindley surmised that it almost sounds like Banner listened to a black woman talk about professional hurdles Banner never faced and responded by implying that not facing those hurdles was the real hurdle. Banner's carcassity clad remarks were made around the same time. The US Supreme Court gutted affirmative action, college admissions. Let me give you background on Ms. Banner. This 83 year old so-called historian who lived through the studied America's segregation era and received a PhD from Columbia University in 1970, less than a full decade after the 1964 Civil Rights Act was signed, has spent literal decades studying marginalized communities. And yet she still believes she has suffered professionally from a lack of black privilege. In response, the Berkshire Conference of Women Historians tweeted while excluding Banner's name from the tweet. The Burks officers do not condone or support the inappropriate remarks made by one of the speakers tonight. A formal statement from the president will be made after the break. In a follow up tweet, the organization said, and I quote, thank you for those who gave their time, thoughts and input at the meeting today. The board and trustees listened, took care for notes and are planning action. The conversation is not over and the board will have a statement and concrete plan of action soon. Now, I appreciate you all saying that 
Because many times an organization will say, hey, we're going to make a statement, just give us time. We're going to make a statement, we heard everybody. And then people forget that you're supposed to make a statement, I won't. You're gonna make that damn statement. And it needs to include the individual who provided the offense to everyone there. Does not make sense that this woman has an entire PhD, has engaged in the study of historically marginalized communities, and then would besmirch not only a fellow colleague, but in the process, an entire movement in a speech at a conference dedicated to doing just the opposite. All right, dear brother, what are your thoughts? She sounded like she just jaded because she like wasn't famous or like as widely celebrated as she would have liked to have been. Um, because the scope of what you know, black people who are celebrated really is not that steep. She's like, well, you know, they write a lot of books about Harriet Tubman and George Washington Carver, and you know, like so, like famous historical figures like that get a lot of attention. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's a pull yourself up by the bootstrap type of world. That, you know. Just do better. Just you know, look at yourself. Look in the mirror. Where are you slacking? Is there any way that you could be more appealing to people, or are you even judging yourself on things that matter? Because again, it really just kind of seems vain. It's like, well, my name wasn't in enough people's mouth, but you know, that's kind of something that you can't control, and also something that you can choose to care about or not. So you know, she's 84, but she's acting like a little teenager. Yeah, Doc, I agree. Uh, here's the thing, Madam. Um, you're in your 80s, I would recommend you get right with the Lord. <laughs> All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments, beautiful stuff. All right, electric miscellaneous, I've seen Securitas in stores around Memphis, they have a bad reputation here. And it sounds like it's not just a local problem, unfortunately. Also, YouTube, Veg Beauty, I like what you did there. And who is going to investigate the person who released that statement? Because they're clueless too, exactly. Talking about the Securitas statement that basically ignored the racism of their employees. Okay. and. Robin's egg, well, I'll be damned. I thought I heard everything, obviously I didn't, talking about the historian, all right? And one more, we'll go to Twitch. Love 18 white girl, I think I said that right. Those 18, those racist security guards are overstepping with the little level of power that they have. They're, that inflated their egos. Yeah, and they're too damn old for that, like uh, Jackson said. That like you way too old to act like that at work. Okay, disturbing. Police encounters galore with a woman who decided to kill a mother inside of a community that posed no threat to her life, no threat to her physical safety. It was actually the other way around according to many. Let's put up the video first and then we'll get into the story, here it is. 
Tonight, body camera video revealing new details about the feud between two Florida neighbors that turned deadly. She calls constantly. Susan Lawrence making multiple calls to authorities about Ajika A.J. Owens and her children for more than a year before she was charged with shooting and killing her. What's your call for? I called because the lady across the street on the phone hit me with a sign. In February of last year, Susan Lawrence alleging Owens picked up a no trespassing sign and threw it at her as she walked her dog on Lawrence's property. Sheriff deputies asking Owens for her side. I picked the sign up and I threw the sign. I literally picked the sign up and as I walked up, I threw the sign. I said, and I can go and buy a sign too. It still doesn't okay. mean anything. In April, Lawrence accusing Owens and her children of stealing her mail, calling her names and trespassing. How are you? Aggravated. Okay, so what's going on? Okay, I've got young ladies who just keep coming by and think it's hysterical while I'm working to um, bring their animals and scream while I'm on the phone. But police say on June 2nd, that feud turned deadly. Lawrence confronting Owens's children for playing a field near her residence. Lawrence allegedly throwing an iPad and skates at the children. When Owens later knocked at Lawrence's home, her 10-year-old son standing at her side, police say the neighbor fired a single shot through the front door, striking Owens in the chest and killing her. Let's put up the picture. According to multiple reports, not only was she abusive to the children, both verbally and physically, she was also racist. The Marion County Sheriff's Office reports that Susan Lawrence called 911 an exhaustive amount of times over the children in her Florida community. According to the reports, she called because they were making too much noise and having too much fun in the months before she allegedly shot and killed her black neighbor. Miss AJ Owens on June 2nd. One deputy actually called her, and I quote, psycho after listening to her rant about the people and children in the community. State Attorney William Gladson says that Lawrence will be charged with first degree manslaughter and faces up to 30 years in prison. Now, I want to remind you. That it damn near took a national movement to get her arrested in the first place. And then there's this quick move to say, oh, it's no murder here. Sorry, we just don't have the evidence. And now the state AG's office is prosecuting the case. Imagine you being a child. Just want to take it there for a moment. And you have likely been told by your mother, if this happens again, don't argue with her. She's an adult, you're a child, come get me. That's what I told my child, she's 18 now, but that's what I would say to mine. Don't argue with an adult, come get me. The child acting in good faith of that advice goes to get the mother. An adult just threw physical objects at children. Instead of engaging with that adult, the mother is alerted. The mother goes to the house to talk adult to adult about this insanity, this extreme behavior, this abuse. 
And instead of a conversation with the child standing right next to the mother, one gunshot changes everything. Imagine the child and what that child will experience forever because of the hate of one person. And then that one person not even being held accountable, at least initially until the world had to get involved to pressure the system to do what the system is supposed to do. Jackson thoughts. Yeah, you know, obviously this is a situation where the the victim wasn't somebody who everybody knew about. So unless people spoke up, it would have just been kept on the hush. Um, you know, but the, the the cop who said she was a psycho is absolutely right. This woman clearly was incredibly paranoid. For her to have shot through the door and not even to have opened it first. Um, points that she believed all of her nonsense. She probably very likely actually thought that she was being harassed and really believed um, that you know everything was going on as people with those types of mental problems tend to do after a while. Um, you know, it's good that she's off the streets, but this could have been prevented. Um, you know, but it's the state of Florida, and somebody like her likely shouldn't have had a weapon legally. But that's a you know kind of a, a topic for another day. But at the end of the day, you know, you pointed it out right. These children have to live without their mother, all because of the paranoid delusions of an old woman. Yeah, and maybe she felt emboldened by the new policies of her state. Clarence, affirmative action, Thomas, benefited from the very program that he decided to gut recently. Yes, United States Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas literally benefited from affirmative action. Let's get into it. I have the background, the details and the insanity. Affirmative action policies at college campuses across the United States were effectively banned after a United States Supreme Court ruling that put an end to years of precedent. The policy, which had aimed to help increase minority college admissions, was prohibited after SCOTUS was asked to consider whether colleges should no longer be able to use race as a consideration when admitting students. They are standing behind Article 14. Article 14 of the US Constitution provides protection for equality, equal protection clause. Let's dive deep into what has really happened. I'm a college professor. The reason why universities will take race into consideration is the enrichment of the overall experience. Colleges have the ability to place parameters on recruitment and admissions. Many people are under the false impression that affirmative action, which by the way, is not really a policy, it's a set of policies to enhance diversity. But many people are under the impression that affirmative action means that you take a qualified person and you remove them from entry to accept a non-qualified person. That is not how affirmative action or diversity inclusion programs operate in higher education. The way they work is this, very simple. You must meet 
the requirements to even be considered. You must meet the standards placed by the institution. Once you meet those standards, after that phase has been accomplished, the institution is able to then consider other factors, such as leadership capacity, the ability to overcome difficult circumstances, your participation in extracurricular activities, and yes, even race. Not because of skin color alone, but because of the adverse experiences, the skin color, the immutable factor will bring to you. And because of the historical injustices by uh, done by individuals who are less than good faith actors when it comes to accepting students into colleges. But at the height of hypocrisy, Clarence Thomas, US Supreme Court Justice, not only benefited from being an affirmative action student at Yale, Yale Law. He also talked about discrimination, racism inside of the Catholic Church when he wanted to become a priest. And then he moves on to go to Yale Law under their affirmative action clause. Beyond that, he gets appointed to the Civil Rights Division of the United States Department of Education. After that, he becomes chairman of the Equal Opportunity Employment Agency. Let me give you the background. Let's put it up, Representative Richie Torres, a New York Democrat, on June 29th, 2023, he posted, and I quote, imagine dismantling a program that gave you the opportunity to be a student at Yale Law, and then a justice on the US Supreme Court. The mind of Clarence Thomas, the American dream for me, but not for thee, end quote. Let's put up Pastor Bishop Talbert Swan. He said in a post that has been viewed over a million times, he was admitted to Harvard Law School in 1971, right after it adopted a race conscious admissions policy, but chose to go to Yale at the exact moment it created its first explicit affirmative action program with the goal of 10% minority enrollment. Now there are those who will push back and say, well, doc, we have no evidence that Clarence Thomas came under that provision of Yale. We have no evidence that he was there by way of affirmative action. But let me provide context to the narrative. While Clarence Thomas did not deliver the Supreme Court ruling, he did write a 58 page concurring opinion saying the foundational policies of affirmative action, quote, fly in the face of our colorblind constitution and our nation's equality ideal. In short, they are plainly and boldly unconstitutional. Well, isn't that interesting? Clarence Thomas calling the US Constitution colorblind. Can I say something about that statement? You see, the US Constitution was never written for the people. The US Constitution was never written by the people. The US Constitution was written for rich white males, and it was written by rich white males. Women could not govern. Women could not run for office. Women did not have equal rights nor equal protection. 
Black people obviously could not run for office, could not govern, and it did not provide equal protection. You see, the Constitution is actually a flawed document. Most are unwilling to say that out loud. That's the reason we have an amendment process. It is meant to correct the necessity, the necessary corrections that are needed inside of the Constitution. Amendments are fancy words, it simply means a correction. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you the facts, 1991. In 1991, New York Times article about Thomas, Clarence Thomas reported how Yale University officials said Clarence Thomas was admitted to his law school and I quote, under an explicit affirmative action plan with the goal of having blacks and other minority members make up about 10% of the entering class. Professor Abraham S. Goldstein, Dean of the law school from 1970 to 1975 was quoted by the Times as saying, we did adopt an affirmative action program and it was pretty clearly stated. There's more, a 1994 Yale Alumni Magazine article underlines this stating quote, like most American universities, Yale in the 1960s and 70s embarked on an aggressive policy of affirmative action in admitting and hiring minorities and women. During a 1980 Washington Post interview, Clarence Thomas said, quote, you had to prove yourself every day because the presumption was that you were dumb and didn't deserve to be there or merit. Every time you walked into a law class at Yale, it was like having a monkey jump down on your back from the Gothic arches. The professors and the students resented the very presence, end quote. Clarence Thomas has literally gutted the program that saved him. Now I will say this, it does impact many colleges, but not most. Most colleges have found other ways to instill diversity. It has definitely had an impact on institutions like Harvard and Yale and others where competitive entry is paramount. But even though that's bad, what's coming is worse. This ruling is not the end all. Colleges actually have a way to still work around the ruling. Let me explain. Universities can in fact utilize a person's experience with race, experience with discrimination because of their skin color as a prerequisite or a qualifier considered during the admissions process. So what does that mean? Institutions who want to do it right will have the ability to do it right. Institutions who do not would no longer be mandated to do so. That's how that works. Thomas was made assistant secretary for civil rights in the United States Department of Education in 1981. President Ronald Reagan appointed Thomas as chairman of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission the next year. President George H.W. Bush nominated Thomas to the United States 
Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit in 1990. He served in that role for 19 months before filling Marshall's seat on the United States Supreme Court. Cause and effect, look at the lineage here. Clarence Thomas gets accepted into Harvard under a diversity inclusion program. He doesn't go to Harvard, instead he goes to Yale under their aggressive affirmative action program. Without Yale, Clarence Thomas never becomes the civil rights director inside of the US Department of Education. Without that role, he never becomes chairman of the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. Without that role, he never becomes a member of the federal bench through the US Court of Appeals. And that role is what quickly qualified him to become the first black male conservative to sit on that bench. Now, let me say this. There are those who are saying this was a good thing to do. I respectfully disagree. Not because the implementation of affirmative action was appropriate, definitely had mishandling in the implementation. White women actually benefited most from affirmative action policies when you actually aggregate the numbers. This is a bad ruling because of what it does next. It now creates the legal framework to argue that all diversity and inclusion programs, public and private, are no longer legal. That is what this ruling does. Florida, under the leadership of Governor Ron DeSatan, Florida has given you the blueprint of what they want to do. Don't ask yourself anymore, what did they mean by make America great again? You're seeing what they meant right here. We will have more about this during the bullpen. I'm saving some of it for my debate guest. But this is not only a bad ruling for the nation, it's a bad ruling for the generations that will come. I am sick and damn tired of Democrats being so reactionary when they saw the writing on the wall. There are things that can be done and they should be done immediately. Okay. Hell of a thing, video shows a cop throwing a woman to the ground. I'm going to give you details, here's the story, here's a video. We're just gonna pat you down, buddy. Body cam worn by a Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy shows him and other deputies arriving outside a grocery store in Lancaster and questioning a man and woman accused of shoplifting. Deputies then place the man in handcuffs. One of the deputies then turns to the woman who was recording the incident on her cell phone. Another witness is also capturing the incident in her car. Now you can't touch me. The video then appears to show the deputy slamming the woman to the ground. Get down on the ground. Get on the ground. It's already on you. Stop. I don't give a stop. Stop and get punched in the face. The deputy's knee can be seen on the woman's neck. I can't breathe. The deputy then douses the woman with what appears to be pepper spray. You fool me, And then places her in handcuffs. After a brief struggle, the deputies then place the couple in separate police cruisers. We are still getting details about this story. I was tagged on social media all over 
the state of California and beyond. Let's go to it. The background is this, the encounter unfolded according to the narrative on June 24th. As deputies responded to a report of a robbery in the city of Lancaster and tried to detain a couple matching the description of suspects according to them given by store security and calls to 911. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said without releasing details about the descriptions, both the women and the man were cited and released according to Deputy McClendon. Though she was unable to say what the two were cited for. I can guarantee you this, they were not cited for robbing anybody. Because if they were robbers, that would have been the first thing in the police narrative. That would have been the first thing that the police officer said in their statement, but they're playing hide the pickle. Put up the picture of the sheriff in charge now. Buck stops with you, Robert Luna. Buck stops with you. Now, you said this would be a different sheriff's department under your leadership, I can't tell. Seems as if the same criminal element that was there prior is there today. The footage will be reviewed to determine if the if use if the force used was reasonable, necessary, appropriate and proportional to the level of actions described. The Sheriff's department said in their press release. Both deputies have now been reassigned away from field duty pending further administrative review according to the department. What did you see here? You saw a citizen, a person, a human being doing what they are constitutionally allowed to do, record, record. We encourage people to do this. And police officers who are good cops should want citizens to do it. Why? Because if you're a good cop and somebody lies on you, there's video evidence to prove your innocence. That's why. Only bad cops don't want video. Only bad cops get upset if you record them. And this is why it's important to have the right policies in place because states are passing laws to make that action illegal to simply record an officer while on duty. They're paid by our tax dollars. It is utterly insane. We will bring you updates as they develop. Jackson, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, just again, another example of culture. The reason why we keep seeing this happen is because there's a lack of consequence, plain and simple. There was no reason for him to do what he did. He just wanted to do it because he felt that it was his time and his job and his duty to assert his authority and the authority of the municipality that he works under paid by our tax dollars. So lack of a consequence, that's all this is over and over again. That's right, accountability has to be enforced to be real. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, always good to be with you. I only have time for a couple of comments, I'm going to make them very brief. Cyber Dragon Lord says shooting people that knock on the door seems to be the thing now. You notice that too, okay. And Nada Dragon. Los Angeles Sheriff's Department has a very bad reputation for brutality. That is correct. All right, got something for you. Anti-Karens unite. You're screaming at employees and 
stupid jackass. Yeah, it's true. You have a thought? Two people. You have a Mexican party in the pool. Trash. Racist Karen lets find her Lakewood, Colorado. You can't just record me. I live here. I live here. Nowhere where you ever came from. You Bye bye with the cops. You go. If you've got injuries on fingers, I'd like to go take pictures of them. I mean, what a lesson for the children. Let's put up the picture that we have of a screenshot right before she engaged in what appears to be a physical assault. The Karen was ticketed and thrown out by anti-Karen police officers for her abhorrent behavior over a family pool party. Karen may not have lived in the apartment complex, but a boyfriend's son and his girlfriend would apologize for the incident later saying it was typical behavior for her and happened often, happened often. TikTok has also identified her as someone named Blair, an alleged art consultant selling indigenous and Spanish art. Well, I be damned. What an interesting twist. All right, Jackson, it's a damn public pool party. People are going to party at a pool that's for the public. It happens, as a matter of fact, it is preferred. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's often funny the projection when she called everybody else losers. Like, no, you're you're clearly a loser, and 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 she kept it going the whole time. But that really what struck me is, you know, some people, you know, get it twisted and sometimes pay really bad consequences, thinking that ain't nobody gonna do nothing. You know, you can't go around your life thinking ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me because I'm so big and bad. Like, nah, nah there's a lot of people out here that will do something. Even all the way to the police, she still felt like nothing was wrong. Even though deep down she had to have known that she was in the wrong. It was just her pride and ego wouldn't let her just stop and walk in the other direction. Um, but that's her problem to deal with. And luckily, like you did, like you pointed out too, what what a lesson for the children. You know, you can't be acting like that. You know, yeah. things like this happen. So, yeah. Accountability. <laughs> All right. My dear brother, always good to have you on the show. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your great work. Oh, yeah. Always good to be here. You can check me out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash politics and paper. We got content rolling up out of there pretty much every day of the week. So, it's always good to be here with you, and I'm definitely looking forward to next time. Same here, dear brother. Always a pleasure. All right. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.